Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. This is Luis Sanchez. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Scott Callantine. Welcome to the episode. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. Today we are kicking off a brand new series on APEST and gifts. We'll be talking a little bit more about that. And we have a good friend of ours, uh, Brian Johnson from the Kansas City Underground. Brian, say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? It's been um, a delight just to be in community with uh, Kansas City folks, man. And APEST is a pretty big deal when we start looking at it. It's Jesus's genius and design um, for the church and for leadership and for team. And so today we're going to just kick us off um, um, talking about that and why it matters. If you look at your Bibles, you look at at the text, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, um, uh, Paul writes, he says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up of the body of Christ. So if you're wondering what is APES, APES is an acronym, right, for apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teachers, uh, grounded right there in that Ephesians text. Uh, B, tell us a little bit about you know your your uh, exposure to APES, your understanding of APES, and maybe how it works in the context uh, of team uh, in the micro expressions of the church. For sure. So it was probably 2008 ish, somewhere in there. I read Alan Hirsch's forgotten ways, like so many of us that kind of have been on this missional journey have, and it was, you know, that's sort of like the seminal apest, uh, apest apex work, you know, that Alan did, um, And it really has shaped the conversation in the West on how we can rethink church and reimagine and, you know, this missional light. And that was my first exposure to APEST. And since then, I've just been sort of fascinated with uh, the way Paul wrote this and his design uh, that he offers there in Ephesians and then being able to explore it in the life of Jesus to see that Jesus was the best apostle, the best prophet, the best evangelist, the best shepherd, the best teacher. Um, and you know, as we explore church history, what we see is, uh, early on, there was this full functioning and full honoring of all of these gifts. Uh, but somewhere along the way, we sort of took, uh, it may be Alan or others who have said we kicked out the apes, the APEs. I think some of the evangelical church, we've been willing to hang on to the evangelist a little bit, but only in light of. Uh, making converts, getting people saved and getting them into the kingdom. Mm. Um, but they're still sort of outside the four walls in some way, you know, uh, and we've elevated the shepherd teacher voice as if it's the only thing left. Uh, and because of that, you know, we've really lost the, like, I think a lot of the fullness of uh, the voice of the body of Christ and leadership, which would keep us healthy uh, and Uh, yeah, fully informed on how we break new ground, catalyze new works, uh, return to the heart of God, hearing what he wants for his body, uh, connecting across the board with, you know, all kinds of people making the kingdom uh, language and proclamation just really understandable. 
that's the evangelist voice. And then the shepherds and the teachers that spend most of their time on that, like concern, caring for the body uh, and teaching the doctrines uh, of the church. So I think when you see all of those things together, you see a rich, um, again, formation of the body of Christ. And without it, I'd say we're stunted. So I think you asked me a couple of questions and I just sort of rambled on APEX. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. That, I mean, that's ultimately the the point of this episode and the point of this series is to have these conversations about the APEST. And, and for those who are listening right now, like we hope that these episodes are things you can come back to either to A, understand yourself mm-hmm. more or to understand others in the team that you're working with. Um, and how do I relate better to these other people or how do I perceive uh, what they're saying or what they're doing? And as you noted, Brian, uh, our traditional expression of the church here in America is predominantly led by the the teachers and shepherds or interchangeably, we call them pastors at times. Mm -hmm. Some people refer to it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of what most people might see as like church leadership. But ultimately, we want to see the the fivefold ministry fully represented, right? And so that is the apostles, that is the prophets, the evangelists being recognized as well. So kind of what I was thinking we would do here is just kind of run through each expression or each portion of the APEST, Mm -hmm. Um, we have some notes from Alan Hirsch and, and kind of how he talks about the APEST. And then we have our own thoughts and we have you here to kind of help us with these. And, and then this will kickstart uh, our series uh, coming up here. Sure, sure. So when you think of apostles, um, Brian, um, you know, what does it look like for them to be moving in their gift? And in, in your experience, how does God use them um, um, as a gift, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, to the body of Christ? Yeah, I would say, you know, we use this kind of pithy language. We're always trying to think of stuff that sticks. We would say the apostles are the ones that extend and send. Um, and I think those are Alan. I think they're Alan's words, not ours. Sure. But they, they stick in your mind. Like the, uh, the apostles are the ones that extend and extend and send. So uh, the apostles are, if you're thinking of a continuum, like think about the acronym APEST and you've got a continuum from one end to the other. The apostles are your real pioneers in ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're the ones that are always like new work, new work, new work, new work, break new ground, break new ground. Let's go, 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 do, 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 do. Let's, let's, you know, it's a constant sort of oftentimes it's that way. That's not true across the board because we all have multiple gifts. It's not like, yeah, you go, I'm an apostle and that's it. I can't do anything else. That's just not true. Like real quick up front, we should say, it's important for those that are listening to say like Jesus was all five. He was the full expression of all five. And if Christ is in you, Colossians one twenty seven, the hope of glory, then you have all five in you. Mm-hmm. It's not I'm one or I'm one or two, but it's like you have all five within you. And the important thing is that we grow in maturity in all five. However, we are not the son of God. Right. So, right. Yeah. so we usually have one that's a primary motivation for us. So for instance, I'm an apostle uh, and, and primary motivation or gifting, but the primary expression for me is evangelist. So I would describe myself as an AE. I don't want to go too far down that road because the question you're asking is what does the apostle look like? Yeah. But I just want to, I made a comment and it sounded like the apostles always function in this thing. Yeah, But it is helpful to see like when apostles think about, 
you know, themselves and the way that they function, they are thinking I am catalyzing newer. Yep. So the entrepreneur is in the kingdom. Sure. Like tip of the spear folks. And I, and, and that resonates with me, you know, and I, I think sometimes working with Scott, um, he's like, like tone down your A, <laughs> bro. Bring down, like we got a lot of projects already, you know, like this, you know, like, but being at the tip of the spear and also it stimulates me, right. To, to start new work, to be at the, at the front end of something, to be pioneering a thing. And I just have also seen success in that, you know, uh, when I look back on my life, like some of the things that, we, we helped start or I started are still going till this day, uh, even though we're years removed from that thing. Um, and so we've moved on to the next thing. When you think about a prophet, what kind of thoughts come to mind? Uh, prophets are the ones that, man, that's their heart beats for the heart of God. I mean, I don't, you know, like they, they are so in tune with the heart of God. Uh, so if you think Old Testament prophet, you're always thinking about the people who are like, come back. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. you have gone off the rails. You're out of the reservation or whatever the phrase is, right? <laughs> um, you have left the building. Come yeah. back. Jesus is calling you back to this place. Um, mm-hmm. And so you even think about Jesus, like, right? Think about him functioning as, let's go back to the apostle. Like he's always breaking new ground. He's always doing new works. Uh, Jesus as a prophet, right? He's speaking to the Pharisees, you brood of vipers, you're mm. whitewashed tombs, right? Like he's saying, you, you, you're missing the heart of God because you have this desire to prove yourself. So it's always like, I know God's will. I know uh, what moves him. Um, and I see this injustice and I want to address this injustice, you know? So that's what I think of when I think of like pure profit. So people that are calling people back to the heart of God, people that are calling out injustice. I think of guys like Isaiah, right? And and even Jesus in his like like you're saying like, you know, like man, come back, come back, come back. Sometimes there's like in the Old Testament you see judgment attached to that, you know, but then there's also this reconciliation, right? There's and it's and when I just want to mention like I think when prophets are flowing at their healthiest, they're doing this from a place of love right? Not like, hey, I've got it right. You guys have got it wrong. It's not an I told you so yeah, thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's like, man, like, let's return to that place of love. Like, hey, you've fallen from that, you know, that first love. How do we return to that place? And I always think it's like healing too, right? Like, it's it's always good to sit under like a sweet, there's like a sweetness that envelops a mature prophet. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever been around. Yeah. Like if whoever's listening, like if you've ever been around a mature prophet, it's not a, you're on edge. It's actually, you're more relaxed because the father knows you, loves you. And his mind cannot be changed about you. Right. And like, there's, that's the way that I've experienced in, in my experience, like healthy prophets, healthy, healthy prophets who's, and again, we can get into this later, but healthy prophets whose expression is through the shepherding voice, I think is my greatest experience. Mm. Mm. It's like, I have the heart of God for you and I want you to experience this, but like I care for you and the yeah. shepherding gift. So but, but even still, it's like immature prophets are they're jerks. Yeah. 
Yep, mm. that does happen. And so you'll know you, you need to get on that maturity spectrum if 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 you tend to hurt people's feelings when you start speaking on behalf of the Lord. Yeah. 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 <laughs> speaking the truth in love, but people's feelings are still getting hurt, you're probably an immature yeah. prophet. <laughs> and 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 Jesus comes, John one this this week we did uh DBS. John one fourteen, full of grace and truth grace and truth yeah yeah so after the prophet comes the evangelist which you noted brian is one that maybe we kind of adopt but maybe you know not quite as fully as the the shepherd or the teacher the yeah yeah it's it's kind of there but kind of not there like this whole like evangelism thing is valuable but like the evangelist itself so go ahead and speak to us a little bit about what do you what has your experience been with the evangelist what has that been like what would you, how would you describe the evangelist yeah and i'd qualify what i led with a minute ago and saying like we're welcoming that what we really welcome in the west is the office of the evangelist and what we're talking about are not offices mm-hmm. and when i say office i mean like no one refers to me as apostle brian like we would say apostle you you mean you mean you don't have that as your facebook name it's not not on a business card anywhere um like in that sense i think that's done like i'm you know like we would refer to these apostles as like actually ones that have walked with jesus but the gifting of the apostle is not done yeah we've seen the expression throughout history uh the evangelist like what we have we've celebrated the gift, but we've also celebrated the office. And I just want to say like, lay down that title evangelist. also, but pick up the gift because these are people that man, like they just have the ability to always say in culture, these look like the car salesman, um, or a salesman of any kind. Like I would say my dad has this gift and it's crass, but always say it like he can sell glasses to a blind man. Like he just has this infectious spirit about him. Uh, you love being around him. And if you hang with him for just a few minutes, like he can convince you of something that he loves. Right. Mm. And I like, it's not, it's not manipulative, you know, especially if you want to go to the mature piece, it's not manipulative. I think the gifting and the evangelists is they just really, they are so passionate and in love with mm. something that they want you to experience it in the same fullness that they do. Um, and, but it's not just that they desire that for you. They have a gift of communicating it to you in such a way that it doesn't matter if you're blue collar, white collar, uh, socioeconomically oppressed or the oppressor, like it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum, they can like move toward you. And I want to say it in that way so that it doesn't sound manipulative. It's not like they're trying to move you towards them. They have the ability to move towards you. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I, and when I think of that too, it's like a, a good evangelist helps you see your need for Jesus. And helps you get to that place where you're the one that's recognizing. They don't tell you about it. They help you discover, like, dude, I need this. Like, there's yeah. there there's something that this person has just like helped me have this light bulb moment. It's like, dude, they might be onto something. Yeah, they're they're the ones, in my experience at least, who like recruit new people into the the new thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the apostle might start the new thing, but it's the evangelist who's going to bring the friends mm-hmm. and the people into the new thing. Like, especially in the micro expression of what we're doing, 
It's the evangelist who's going to say, hey, I got these new friends and we're kicking off this new thing. Come on over. Come join us. Like they're recruiting people and it's natural. into that thing. And it's yeah. natural to them. It doesn't feel like, hey. It's not like, a forced. Like like it's natural. It, you know, it's not a signed homework kind of yeah, thing yeah, to go yeah, do. Yeah. They're just like everybody, naturally Everybody wired. needs to bring two new people to the thing. Like yeah. for them, they're like, oh, I'd already invited six. You know, <laughs> yeah. like. Two? I got eight coming. What are you talking right. about? Yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. That's the yeah. evangelist. Mm. And that's the thing, like, when we think about these gifts, it's like a supernatural ability that, that, that it's because it's from the Holy Spirit, right? They're spiritual gifts. Like, um, these are not things that, um, it's almost like there's like an extra, like, like extra fuel to be able to do something naturally, but in a supernatural way, mm. um, that that the spirit is kind of like the battery pack behind this, and so you do get to see in apostles, prophets, evangelists uh, some real uh, um, uh, results, right? As, as a as a as a result of of their yeah. flowing in their gifting. Yeah, we're going to move on to the shepherd here, uh, which is sometimes referred to as the pastor in, mm-hmm. in some circles. Um, shepherd being probably the most predominant uh, gifting, or at least what is elevated the most in, in the church of Brian, America. In, yeah, of America, North America specifically. Let's you know contextualize that. But they they can lean into the whole nurture and protect and like the flock. You know, there's that flock mindset. I got to protect the flock. That often comes through the shepherd. Brian, what's some of your experience with the shepherd? How would you describe the shepherds in your life? Yeah, shepherd versus pastor because apep doesn't sound as cool as apest. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that, you know, I probably challenge a little bit of what I led off with in the beginning when I said the shepherd teacher is primarily led in the West. I don't know that that's true now that I rethink it, like listening to this whole thing. I mean, like I'm listening to all of us talking. It's like, I know, I know leaders who are the quote unquote lead pastor of their church. And they're so frustrated because they're not very gifted in this. Right. Like based on what I just heard Luis say, actually he might suck as a lead pastor in the Mm. sense of the expectation that would be put on him. Yeah. There's probably a lot of guys sitting in that quote unquote office out there who are seen as I'm the primary shepherd of this congregation. And they're like, man, I am not good at this. I wasn't. Yep. And that's why we need APES, by the way. Like I had, I've, I've led in team always. And like when people struggled with stuff, I'm like, I got to mature in this. I got to grow up in shepherd. But Brent was always the one that was better at that. And so like people went to him naturally because he was gifted in it. So to answer the specific question, it's like, yeah, man, shepherds are like, I think they just are what you have in your mind. They're the ones that, you know, use Alan's language, they nurture, they protect, they have this like, come in family, right? Like I'm, I'm here. Um, I think the, I think one of the dangers for us in the West, especially my experience with that is what should be a, I desire to protect you and I desire to nurture you has turned into a paternalism that is, I own you, not you're my flock. And I want to make sure that you thrive and flourish, but you're my flock. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes this ownership piece. So I once heard Mike Breen say, you know, when uh, Europeans left Britain, left Europe, 
what they uh what they left by, like they left behind everything but are they left behind the feudal system completely in all things except for the church <laughs> and so like in the church we still hold this like feudal lord position with the pastor where it's like feed us protect us guard us you know and it's like that's kind of my experience with that shepherd position but like the truth is man we just need really good shepherds in our lives that can look at us and go, Hey, you're really close to the edge. Mm. You're, it looks like you're about to fall off mm. and I don't want you to fall off that cliff edge. And then when you do, they go, Hey, I'm here and I, I'm going to walk with you while we heal. Cause it's going to be a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. We, um, we, we, I forgot where I got this from, but, um, and I, I think it's when when I was Bible college, and we think about shepherding and and that idea that a lot of guys um, lead, but they're not, you know, they're called the lead pastor, but they're actually not pastoring at all. They're most like CEO types that are making sure, like you know, man, managing a staff, and they're not really providing care. Um, but w- one of the things that I've kind of come across is that a lot of guys just are not good shepherds in the church that it like a lot of times it's the girls, it's the ladies, you know? And, and unfortunately in the American church, their voice is suppressed. Correct. And their gifting has been suppressed. Yeah. You know, but we see all over the text, all over the scriptures, like that God will use who's ever willing and able. And we're seeing it, you know, in other places, in Asia and other places, like women-led movements see multiplication like crazy, you know? All, all over the majority All world. over, yeah, the yeah. majority and, world. So. Not, and, I mean, I haven't done like a deep dive on this, but um, not just that, but also like more relationally and emotionally mm-hmm. mature. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just celebrate that movements led by women are... Yeah typically better <laughs> yeah for sure for sure yeah. that's three guys here talking need some ladies uh, no man we need to do the repentance work for like sure. we're the ones that need to like get out of the way yeah sure. mm. all right lastly teachers talk to us about teachers what does that gift look like this is this is a, a third gifting for me um or like a tertiary or whatever it's not a primary or secondary but i love to teach um, it's one of those things like also just as we're having this sort of overview on, on, you know, conversation about a pest, you can think through your life, like based on these descriptions, where do you see them? Right. So, yeah. um, uh, these are not like Alan says, these are meta ideas. So they're not like just Christian ideas. They're, they're baked into everything about mm-hmm. creation. So, like I said, apostles are like pioneers, if you're like a business entrepreneur person, that's probably a primary gifting for you. If you're really good at it, right. if you're a prophet, it's likely that you're, you know, maybe you have some giftings in like the social justice world. Like I'm a counselor maybe, or, uh, some, something like that. Um, no, a counselor is actually a shepherd. That wasn't a social justice worker, you know, um, like evangelist. A, social, a social worker or something like that. Yeah. Evangelist. Like I said, salesman, of some type, yeah. you know, marketer. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media marketer now, right? You're a influencer, TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, shepherd, Scott, get your game up. Stop. <laughs> Shepherds are usually, you know, like therapist types, whatever. And mm-hmm. teachers always go, are 
teachers. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I've always had that desire to like I love teaching and helping people really work out a new concept. And that's the thing, man. Teachers have this ability to uh kind of like you said with the profit, the way that they can like help you get somewhere. Like good teachers don't just disseminate information. You know, I mean if like that that whole idea if the student's not learning, whose fault is it? You know, it's like I mean, it's probably on both sides. It's never one way, but like, man, good teachers will help, will figure out a way to adjust and adapt to the students to really help you like get that thing. You know what I mean? So, um, I I mean, like I said, I love teaching. I think that's been a big primary influencer again in the West is we have leaders that are gifted communicators. And so they assume they're really good teachers or whatever it is, you know, maybe they are, but again, I think it's like, we've got to dethrone it as an office and think about the gifts because you could take all five of these and begin to look at the people in your congregation, in your micro church and go, you, you have this real ability to like meet all the people in the neighborhood. You have this ability to see when somebody's hurting and to like slow us down and stop the conversation and make sure they're okay. Shepherd. Whenever we're like wrestling with some weird idea, none of us can get around it. Like you always seem to come up with this like way to help us all sort of like get it, teacher. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're they're within all of us. And that Ephesians passage says they're given to the body. It's not a little class of people that has these. We all have these giftings in us. Why? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Man, I love this conversation and kind of just setting up our APEST series. Um, I want to note one last thing as we kind of wrap up here is something you mentioned and kind of expanded on, Brian, is like, it's never that you are just one of these things. You're never just an evangelist or just a teacher or just a prophet, but is everything, every one of these is represented in you. If it's helpful, I like to think of it as like a percentage, like it's a hundred percent me and for me, teacher might be my highest. My, my percentage might be at 25% teacher, 20% evangelist, 20% uh, apostle, and then like 18%. Like, think of it maybe as a percentage. It all makes up who you are, but your gifting strengths might be the higher percentages, if you will. But you still have all of these, and you can still um, use all of these at various points in different contexts, right? And so I think as we understand the apex and as we go through this series knowing that some of these are going to be higher for you these are going to be more strengths for you and some of these might be a lot harder but other people also have that same same thing like for Luis your a might be a lot higher and for someone else on our team their a might be a lot lower and you uh, you can help balance each other out in the context of a team dude as we wrap up Brian uh two things um where can, you know, is there like an online tool or something that people can go to kind of help begin to discover where they may be gifted uh, and how they may be gifted? Uh, and then secondly, how can people stay connected to you and your work um, over at the Kansas City Underground? Yeah, I think the best tool is the ForgottenWays.org. Um there's a, a survey there. It, it is a little pricey to be honest with you, but it's worth it because there's a lot of resources that come on the backside of it. Um, 
we're we're looking for some other free options, honestly, right yeah. now. There used to be one that we would send people to, but Alan's work is has years of study behind it, and it is really just um, best in class. So, you know, it's worth pinching some pennies for a month and and taking that survey through them, and then just doing the deep dive on the resources. And I would say, I think his book called Five Q that came out a couple of years ago is one of the most accessible resources in understanding all five uh, of those gifts. And I tell people a lot of times, honestly, just spending some time reading the descriptions and having some other people read the descriptions and think about the story of your life, you can determine it without taking a test. Uh, What you don't get is the stuff that Scott was saying, where it's like understanding maybe some of the percentage level of what those other giftings are and your makeup. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think those are two of the most helpful resources. And then as far as connecting with us, uh, caseyunderground.org, we've got the website there. You can access our things. We got a podcast called the Kansas City Underground Podcast. It's real clever. Cre- it. It's creative, man. It's creative. Actually, I think it's just the Casey Underground Podcast. But anyway, you can find it on most streaming platforms. So love it. Um, yeah, love the conversation. Such an important topic that we have to embrace in the West. And uh, it's going to inform the future of the church for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Brian, on this episode of Keeping It Simple. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes on the APES coming out soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening. 